Hello guys, my name is Roki Bello. If you guys haven't heard of me, I'm a podcaster that wants to inform people about Nigerian history one podcast at a time. Remember to follow me if you haven't and please spread my podcast on social media sites so more people can learn about Nigerian history and leave rings below to let me know how I'm doing. Thank you guys so much for helping the podcast reach 600 downloads. You guys are the reason why I do this podcast and you guys are the reason why this podcast will prosper. Before we start, I just want to say a quick word from our sponsor, 13 Promise Candles. This shop is a beautiful candle shop which sells all kinds of candles with beautiful scents handcrafted. If you guys want to know more about the shop or where to buy, I'll put the link in my description so you guys can get it. It's really beautiful. Really beautiful. Um, so continuing on, today's fun fact is that many people find the left hand unclean. Like I said before, Nigeria is a mostly Islamic country. And in those countries, the left hand is considered as unclean as, um, as a dog's mouth. Mainly because people use it for sexual activities or cleaning. This is why when you visit Nigeria, the people always use their right hands. As a lefty, the amount of times my aunts got angry at me because I'm using my left hand is ridiculous. Especially when I'm eating or want to hand them something. So if you're in Nigeria, remember to interact with people with your right hand unless you want to be considered rude and talked about when you leave. Moving on from all this hand drama, I just want to talk to you guys about the future of this podcast. So now we're on season two. So I'm done talking about Nigerian history for now. I know that there are way more but uh, other Nigerian kingdoms, but the fact is I have no detail or little detail about them. A sad revelation of how bad colonization destroyed Nigerian history. I hope that there will be a way to find um, about more Nigerian kingdoms and do research about them. This is why we need more archaeologists and historians digging deep into Nigerian history. So if a historian is learn, if, so if a historian is watching this podcast, I'm listening to this podcast. Remember to dig deep into Nigerian history. I see that there's not so much information on Nigerian history, but a lot of information on Western history or even Asian history. That's why if you guys can find any Nigerian kingdom I can research, please inform me. I will be looking for ways I can fix this myself so we can get Nigeria's full story. Right now, what we have on our hands are um, a lot of Nigerian kings with plentiful and bountiful history and queens. For today's episode, we'll be talking about King Oduduwa. Another reason for this season is to try to give people a lot of information on great Nigerian kings and how their leadership has guided and will guide us through Nigeria's current problems. As far as the Yoruba were concerned, Oduduwa was a divine king. He held the position of Olufin of Ife, the sacred city of Yoruba, which is also on my podcast. According to tradition, in addition to being the founder of several distinct royal dynasties of Yoruba land, he briefly ruled in the city of Ife. His name, which now is referred to as that of the warrior, the hero, the leader, and father of Yoruba race, is speaking as Odudua and Odudua was very revered in um, Nigeria as a whole, and occasionally contract, contact, contracted and called Oduduwa or Oduwa or Oduwa, 
Duduwa was able to briefly observe the throne of Ife in order to become king, mostly through years of pro protracted diplomacy and armed conf conflict. Olofin Adimula was referred to as Oduduwa. He was accepted into the, into the Yoruba Pavilion as an aspect of the same named primordial divinity after being posthumously defied. The first Oba of Oyo, also referred to as the Alafin, was his grandson. Ife tradition states that the Oduduwa was an, was an emissary from the, from, uh, the village of Okiora, which is located in the easternmost region of the Ife culture region, where it extends toward the northeastern Ijesa people. Modern Yoruba historians give precedence to this account. He is said to have been an iron-armored warrior. In the past, the 13 communities in the Valley of Ife were united as a confederacy, and each of these communities, or Ilu, had its own Oba. The Oba of Ijubu, and the Oba of Ijo, and the Oba of Irin, etc. Odudua was Odudua and his group are thought to have upset the 13 communities' political order when he came when he became a prominent citizen of Ife. This is mostly due to the fact that they are supported by roughly six out of 13 component communities. The town was split in half, with leaders ruling their respective groups as kings, rather than Obatala being removed. The majority of Idio was under his rule. He was not accorded. He has not accorded only status by Ife tradition, and neither has the traditional crown of his. Obatala, Ori Mila, and Owa Ire worked together to end the leadership competition because of the three figures the three figures were able to pass away once interpretation of this is <coughs> that a significant portion of Odudua's support base dispersed moving from Ife to the outpost that his children and grandchildren had previously founded or gained control over when Ori Mayin the son of Ugun but frequently frequently associated with Odudua returned from his sojourn and challenged and, and challenged Obalufun's kingship. Obalufun II, Ali Moore, was already in power, although Lajashimin violently seized the throne and installed the king. There is no evidence that he was Oramian's son, though he was the ancestor of every Uni who had ruled in Ife since his time up since his time up until the present, which has led historians to refer to the dynasty as the Lajasimin La La dynasty, which is still in power today. For almost 700 years, this has been broken Oludomara's favorite. According to Yoruba's religious traditions about the beginning of time, Odudua, as a result, he or she, since the original Odudua represented the fine feminine aspect and Obatala, the defined masculine aspect, was sent from the heavens to create the earth upon the waters, a mission he or she has surpassed from his or her consort and sibling Obatala. He who had been outfitted with, um, what's it called? Who had been out of, outfitted with a snail shell filled with sand 
and rooster to scatter the sand, the said land, in order to create land. Traditional Yoruba people considered these ideas to be the foundation of their creation. Here, Obatala and Oduduwa are symbolically are symbolically represented by two calabashes, with Obatala taking the top and Oduduwa taking the bottom. In this story, Oduduwa is also known as Olifin Otete, the person who stole the basket of existence from Oludua, Oludumar. In, Ol, in Odu Ifa Oshe Mehi, a verse from the Ifa Oracle, Odudua is depicted once more as the wife of Obatala. Obatala learns his wife's secret in his in this Odu and takes the masquerade robes from her to wear himself. This is supposed to represent a historical transition from matriarchy to patriarchy. With the historical Odudua tradition, this cosmological tradition has socially has occasionally been merged. Others assert that the historical Odudua bears a resemblance to an earlier Odudua who is female and related to the earth and is known as Ile. The tradition representation in the Giledes tradition reflects earlier traditions of either a, a gender-neutral or specifically female Odudua. When Odudua's shrine, a Geli costume and mask are given to Gelit's initiates. This refers to Oduduwas as connected to the divine ancestral mothers known as Awan, Iyawa, or Iyami. Oduduwa is reversed in this place as the Yoruba's people's mother. Shika Dr. Um, Abu Abula Adalabu, a Muslim scholar of Yoruba descent who lives in London, is one of the critics of Yoruba's customs surrounding Oduduwa, the founder and spiritual head of the Afwak African Society in London, refuted the widespread notion that all Yorubas are descended from Oduduwa in an interview with a Nigerian media outlet, calling it a false representation by Orishia's worshippers to gain an unjust, unjust advantage over the recruitment of Christianity and the spread of Islam. The Muslim scholar cautioned his followers against using terms like Omo, Oduwa, or children of Oduduwa, and Ife. He claimed that he claimed that only oral tradition could support the myth that all Yorubas are descended from Oduduwa. King Oduduwa was an extremely fascinating person, and his history was a perfect way to start this podcast season. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to know where I got my sources, email me at rakibadio at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now I'm going to tune out. Peace.